Welcome back to Pitching In, where three losers, that's that's us guys, one, two, and three, uh, we, we try to come up with the best ideas of our generation, and that way when somebody takes those ideas, we can cash in and really, really fuck them for all their worth. Um, I hear this week, Jeremy has an idea. Jez, what's your pitch? Hey guys, happy to be here at Pitching In. Oh, me too. Um, Sorry. First time, long time. Just before he jumps in, I want to jump oh, in. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I've got a pitch. I've got a pitch. I've, it's I've literally three. written down two lines for a script. It's Jez one, Nick second. I mean, why would you okay. do it like that? That's really confusing. But Sorry, I've got go a pitch. On. My pitch before is this turns three into guys. An organized jumping castle. No, no, no. Sorry. Three guys really start a podcast and they come up with a name and then they stick to it. Ah. Why the fuck has our name changed again? Uh, it hasn't. It's only changed once. I feel like it's changed at least twice. What was the other time? The first time. I think you're thinking of the second time. Well, the original name was The Pitch. Yeah. Turns and out we the... did exactly what we're trying to get other people to do to us, in that we copyright that. Um, and we changed The Pitching In. Oh, you're the talking about hasn't the, changed. the in-between the pitch where we were, ink. we were briefly named Backdoor Sluts 9. But then that was taken as well, which I blame yeah. Jeremy. He should have known that. Yeah, well, I mean, he's out. I should have known. Yeah, it's a bit of a kind of a conflict of interest for me. I was on that scene. Yeah. I was on that set. Well, I don't think anybody would have noticed the name change. To be honest, I don't think anyone. I was actually, I was actually the the back door in the title. Ah, I was the yeah. nine. So I guess that makes me the process of elimination. I mean, it leaves with, some, with something. Yeah. But yeah, so now we're now we're pitching in because uh, we're not pitching a tents. No, we're not pitching. Wow. <laughs> we are pitching tents. Well, we're not. Uh... Shut up. No, no. Jez, what's your pitch? We're pitching in tents. What do you got for us, Jez? Um. <laughs> we're pitching in tents. Tents. Yeah. We nailed it, guys. Yep. The podcast that we do intense in our backyards, each individually, no real point setting up tents really. No one else can tell by listening. But we are all intense. They certainly couldn't tell if we were lying. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, if you can't tell, I won't. Is that a saying? I'm understanding what's going on less by the second. What's your pitch? I think we should restart this episode. No. What's your pitch? (laughs) Ready and start. What's your pitch? My pitch is this. Insert pitch. <laughs> no, okay. We're we're a few weeks behind, so I've, I've had this one. I've had this like, this like concept backed up for a few weeks or however long it was. And by me, I mean, I, I've already, it's already been stolen from Classic. my partner. had a had a dream one time. Bastards. Yeah, that bitch. And so, being the Christopher Nolan. Th- Christopher Nolan enthusiast I am, I have stolen her dream idea mm. and uh, I'm going to run with it. Basically, the concept of futuristic world technology has gotten to a certain point, whatever. Basically, the trade-off is you can see the next year of your life in the future, but you give up six months to see it. So like the process of going forward a year in your life takes six months. And so you wake up after six months You've seen the next full year. Would you do it? Okay, so 
Is it you like you essentially fall into a coma for six months? When you wake up, you've seen the next year. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah. You're obviously like up to do it. Not everyone does it, but it's yeah, yeah. it's an available thing. So people will do it, and they'll like use it to bet on the stock market or see if like the person who they're thinking of proposing to you is like whatever. There's like there's a number of reasons why people would do it. I think yeah, in terms of risk or reward. Wait, is so the twelve be... months that you see ahead? including the six months that you fell asleep? Because that's not really a superpower. Like that's, no. I feel like technology has had a bit of a whiff a there. It's like, oh, it I'm going to sleep for six months? That would still what? be pretty intense. Like it, right now we're not like, oh, yeah, well, we can see 10 seconds into the future, but it costs us five seconds. That's not a superpower. Like that is a superpower. Well, it's te- something te- that like, sorry. Like say if it was... <clears throat> If it was something where the technology that was needed, like if you feed in all your life's data into a computer and it runs simulations to find out like the possibilities of where your life's going to go even, but it's something that takes six months to like start the process and like finish it. It's like that sort of thing. Like it's not something based in magic. It's something that's brought on technologically. So it's science. I'm with you on that one. In terms um, of making it like realistic, it's like yeah. it's not that far of a stretch out, I don't think. You tell me the difference between magic and technology, and I'll understand global warming. Mm. I think it would come to, I don't know, I guess the, the process. Like if, you, if you're learning a magic trick with a magician, when he shows it for the first time, you're not going to be that impressed by it, but everyone's going to think it's magic. Like if you're, if you're there while technology is being developed, it's not like a magician thing, but if someone came mm. back from a hundred years ago and saw all the shit we're doing, they'd be like, that's magic. So I guess that's the difference. Is no wow, you're right. Like everybody talks we about are the destroying the polar ice caps. It's like I was there when, when my child was created and it wasn't, it wasn't very pretty. So Exactly. I've amazed. also been there while the I child was created. Child. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, created or born? Because they're different, different experiences. <laughs> I can only imagine reality. Um, yeah. But right, my next, like, so I like that, and I would probably do it personally. Um, but yeah, I have to so ask it would be how the future seeing works because are you seeing what would have been the next twelve? Because you know, when you look at the future, it changes. Or like when you do, because you know, if I look at the future and I say, "Oh, Google had a good week three months from now," so I'm going to invest in Google. Well, me investing in Google has like changed the next six months for me. So are you? constantly aware of what's going to happen or are you you have a like a static image of what the future was going to be when you went to sleep if that makes sense it's kind of like so if, like if you go to a psychic yeah and they give you some sort of advice that's like oh you're you're gonna find love like in your in your work or like in your field of work right as soon as they've told you that they've altered the they've altered the future if you choose to like like depending on how you want to take it. So you can be like, okay, I'm going to start looking for love in my workplace. Yeah. And now you're already, you're creating situations that weren't necessarily going to happen if you didn't think that you were going to find love. So it's like, you can find out these things. Like if you find out that um, like, oh, according to this, your girlfriend's going to cheat on you on this day because you do this and this and this and this. But while that's happening, you like, something really lucky happens to you and it's like you can look at it and be like okay i'm not going to do this so my girlfriend doesn't cheat on me and i'm also not going to get this or you can try and orchestrate it so you get like win-win situations at the moment so until it's being told 
the future's accurate. And then from that point on, on you can kind of choose to do as you want. Because I'd so, imagine so, people would do it, like I'd do it nece- not necessarily wanting to change anything, but just like as a fuck is, is anything like real bad going to happen next year? That's fair. But <laughs> then my question is more around like how you know the future. So do you wake up with a static knowledge of what's going to happen? So like, like you know. I kind of see it as like almost like a simulation type thing where you you're playing out these situations or making these decisions while in your like sleep state or whatever state like okay. it is so now we're so like, it's still you making the decisions so they're realistic decisions yeah and then like, it's kind of like so it's not you so know what it would be like knowledge of but like you get a, an actual like um vision of the future it's more like you can test things while you're asleep and maybe it's it kind of like two that times um, speed yeah, it's like the like quick save sort of thing where you save your point, and you go and you're like, I'm going to look over here instead yeah. of going straight towards the end sort of thing. It's also, so it's like, I think, uh, much more grounded in science now. So it's not so much predicting the future as it as it is simulating now into the future. Yeah, it's like rate. it's something it's something that like billionaires would do once the technology was available, but not readily available. Whereas like, oh look, we're testing the software that. You know, the AI goes in and runs all this data that we've been collecting on, like, your loved ones and things like that as well. Yeah. That's really that cool. sort of thing. And I think it's, it's forming and I was like, that'd be like a, a fleshed out kind of idea the more I think about it. The more I hear you talk about it, I th- I'm seeing Like, it's something that would be set, that would be set either in, like, the real close future or present day, but in a world that's, like, a little bit more advanced sort of thing. Like, yeah, you could okay. set it in, like, chi- in, like, Japan or something like that. Yeah. Um. But I think, like, as a concept for, like, in terms of sci-fi, like, movies and stuff, like, it could be something that, like, fucking, like, the military are testing or, like, prototypes are being rolled out to, like, yeah. important people, like, like, prime as as The fact that we thing, have like, virtual reality now just opens you up to so much stuff you can get away with in media. Yeah, and yeah. it could be, like, like, a training drill sort of thing, but someone sees something they, sh- like, they shouldn't have to do with, like, I don't know, a future assignment that they're given from the military. Like if, if it's something that's being brought in as like a new training exercise for the military, people go into it and then they see in the future that they've dropped a nuclear bomb or they've like started world war three or something. Yeah. It could, you know, there's like, there's a lot of different ways to take it in terms of making it kind of into a different, different types of movies. But I thought that'd be like a super cool thing. So there's there's a show that actually already has this idea. It's called uh, devs. It's by the guy who made uh, Ex Machina and uh, Annihilation. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And They're good movies. Yeah. Yeah, they are great movies. Like really, uh, really out there sci-fi pieces, which I really like. Um, and pretty much it circles, centers around a company, like a Silicon Valley company that's invented or perfected quantum computing. And they build a machine that has within it all the laws of reality. So they sort of have like all the laws of physics, like sociology and everything like that. Because they have all of that, they can run, they can sort of take a snapshot of what's going on. Accurately simulate the universe. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So they yeah. can simulate what's going on. So because they've got, you know, like Facebook has all your data, like you're saying before, and, you know, YouTube knows what you're watching and all that stuff. They can kind of take a oh, snapshot yeah. of current and then... Use that information. Use that information to extrapolate out. And then that way they can go forwards and backwards. Um, but the show actually runs into the same problem I think you guys were circling around there, which is every time you look at the future, it changes the future. Um, 
which causes problems, obviously. So each time you watch it, you're just seeing something completely different. You're seeing because, what's going to happen, not what's going to happen. What's yeah. going to happen instead of what so is if you going look to happen. At, so if you look at the next 20 <clears throat> minutes of your life and then you watch it and then you go back and you watch it again, yeah. and watch it again, you're just going to see a different thing each time. There was a movie um, called Next with Nicolas Cage and like... Yeah, I've seen that. I've yeah, seen that. and like these, it's fucking like his voiceover at the end is like when you look at the future it changes because you looked at it and that changes everything else and now that's all i can hear when people when <laughs> like explaining these concepts there you go just like so you can kind of explain yeah. that away though if you say uh that there is a future where if you see it it still happens um, yeah and that is like the future that they're that. seeing so you can kind of get around it but i think the you could make a really interesting movie with the same basic idea as what Jez has got and what devs have, but where the guy just keeps watching the movies over and over and over again. Yeah. And then you just have a series of like uh, like Mr. Nobody, I guess would be a fairly close equivalent to what you would make, where you just see like all these branching and different lives as he tries to make the perfect life, um, but obviously never gets there because he's too busy just watching it all happen. But uh, never and also... And also very, very different from like the, like the Groundhog Day edge of tomorrow type trope where it's like, oh, we've got to redo the same future and over and over again until it ends the right way. Like, it's not like that at all. It's something yeah. that's like useful, also, more menial. This is a bit of like a just quick offshoot, but I wouldn't mind watching like you're watching, you made me think of it when you said the title of the other one was Debs, but you're watching the guys who like run that, not the guys who are in it. Like, so they're on a service people come and predict the next six months and like you're following one of the guys who monitors these people and he's like watching their fucking future dreams on a monitor and like notices that like people start disappearing in a year or something or like notices some kind of fucking trend he like you can see the apocalypse coming or that kind of shit because everybody's doing this but what if it was sorry what if it was like a bit more a bit more in the in like the not necessarily technologically like accurate type of thing where it's like you can look into the future but you take that year off your life already or like or like double year double the time that you've looked into the future off your life sort of thing so it's maybe more of a harder decision yeah i guess i i I prefer to use this machine as like more of a jumping off point because when you look at it and when you can totally recreate reality inside of a machine, you can do things like you can simulate a person and you can tr- test drugs on them. Uh, you can test lots of drugs on them. You can test mm. like 10,000 people's at a time uh, with new you know, heart medication or like Alzheimer's medication and shit like that. And you can essentially like running them through different simulations. almost. Yeah. Like how long does it take from at the moment to get from like, your idea to like a drug on the market and you're like, just cut that down like to 10%, 5%. You'd have like superhumans floating around, like immortality be around the corner. You could do like insane stuff with that technology. And I think that's more interesting to me than like, there's a serial killer and they're hunting people in the future. You know, I like uh, the, the thing that pops up in my head at least is the TV show Awake. I don't know if anyone saw it back in the day. It only ran for one season, and it's got the guy who plays uh, Lucius Malfoy in the lead. Oh, uh, but is it a recent one? It's a recent one. It's maybe maybe two thousand tens ish. Oh, okay, okay. And the idea was, uh, 
he is in a car crash with his kid and his wife and he wakes up and he finds out his wife is dead and his kid's alive. And then when he goes to sleep, he wakes up and his wife's alive and his kid's dead. And each time he falls asleep, he slips into this other reality where the other one's alive and the other one's dead. Uh Fascinating idea, right? Like how good is that? It's a cool idea. Police procedural. They made it a police procedural. Uh... Yes. So that's what I think when these ideas come up. It's like, don't do that. Because that was honestly the most promising idea for a TV show I'd heard in a long time. Just but as in, they took that they took that thing and that was literally just like the cop's chip on his shoulder is that every time I go to bed, my wife comes back to me. No, he'd use up. he'd use clues from either reality to uh, solve cases. Yeah, uh, and it's dumb. and it, yeah, right. How fucking that'd ridiculous be like is someone that? who's like such a waste. A, it's like a detective that just like lucid dreams and like walks through the crime <clears throat> scenes. And he's yeah. like, I find this and this and this. They call yeah. me the dream walker. Exactly. I didn't think it was much better than that. And I'm like, this is just a, a utter waste. It's so like when finding you talk a level about... seven memory, modify memory spell and uh, just using it on some fucking random. No one's going to. Uh, I guess actually a good portion <laughs> of our audience will get that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like when you're talking about machines that can predict the future, like taking your life away. That also reminds me of like In Time, that movie where everyone had yeah, time on yeah. their wrists. That was a movie that and, wasn't good, but I, I liked it. Right. It was like, you can't yeah. blame them for running with that concept because it's such like a... It's a cool oh, concept. It's like such like it's a, a meta cool concept. concept. Yeah. yeah. When it was never done. It's just they and then put they it just through the same machine that every other fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. It's just the thing. It's like the concept, the concept isn't a story and where they fail is the story that yeah they're like let's do the same story as always just we'll put this concept in because people are interested in that yeah exactly i'm not like that much of a fan anyway so that was that was like my idea and like i hadn't really i didn't flesh it out that much because it's like like more of like a a conversation thing like it's it's like if you had the opportunity to do to do that like would you do it sort of thing yeah i I think i would personally which is good in movies where it's like you give give the character give like the audience the same choice as the character and be like kind of see see where they end up lying yeah deciding with oh yeah that's pretty cool definitely something i've got like yeah i've got like i want to i want to pitch like a superhero like a new superhero next week i've had ideas that i've been sitting on but (laughs) the jerk yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, I like that. Uh, yeah, I, Louis like, C.K.'s comeback role. I love it. Yeah, I'd give up six months to see a year into the future. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, how do I feed myself while I'm asleep for six months? Ah, uh, you go into a coma and you get an IV drip. Yeah, but how do I pay my mortgage during that time? Well, I don't know. It's a good question. If you've, if that's a worry that you've got, you're probably not in the demographic to try this. Yeah, maybe they honestly they probably technology. not. If, what if, if, yeah, what like, if they agree to like? They'll comp all your bills, but they're running up a tab, and you've got to pay them back with a with a modicum of interest. No, I tell think them like, go fuck themselves. I think the two sides would be <laughs> the the elite just say no, would be doing it, and then people that they're testing it on. So you'd yeah. be the protagonist would probably be in the in the latter category. Yeah, but I, I feel like you're, what are you ever going to just elite? kind of putting you're just putting the idea through the machine again. Like, oh, it's the poor guys who are getting tested on, but. They're meaning it for rich people to spend money on, but oh, what's this? The protagonist now has the ability to see the future, and like they can become wealthy themselves. But then they find out that it's not all as it seems, and being rich isn't what it's all about. Stay in your jobs, worker bees. Yeah. I was going to say it'd be more of a situation where they pluck this like 
homeless dude, like test subject dude out thinking like, you know, random selection, we'll get all these bums, we'll take him in, we'll, maybe it is for like big pharma, so we'll test all these drugs on him and then kind of spit him out the other end. But the person this who guy's they picked, a veteran from but this guy six. was like, yeah, this guy's like <laughs> there for a reason and he gets in there and like He's a bum six for months, a reason. Yeah, he like couldn't afford to do it himself, so he like found a loophole to get into the study. Oh, and then see. from there he takes down like the wealthy people that are like funding it all. So he like But yeah, once like again that. we're we're in the same territory, right? Which is unfortunately uh, like unfortunately story structure, story structure. Away. Yeah, it's unavoidable at a certain point. At a certain point, like you need a protagonist that people are gonna like like relate to and care about. And it's like, they're not normally like the best type of characters if they have to be like relatable to the vast majority of people. I'm not sure an AJ is relatable or likable by the audience, but you know, Who's AJ? you do you. Army jerks. <laughs> so uh, what? Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> okay. But he's like, you know, he's always there for fucking. Here we go. Test subject, Donald Trump. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, the protagonist we've always wanted, right? <laughs> Actually, just on, <laughs> kind of on that, but off to the side a little is I want to see more movies and TV, TV shows where like the the main character goes out and does something of their own accord. Like their goal is something that they've chosen. It's not like something oh my god, thanks for someone upon them. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's jinx. all you ever see, and it's really at a moment, Carl. It's 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 kind of. <laughs> It's not tedious, but it annoys me that there isn't a guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and just like, I don't know. The goals are always based off of emotional triggers. Or like the world they were born into. Yeah. Or like their, what their parents, you know, like your Harry Potter right. fucking Voldemort chose me bullshit, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. where I would have w- rather watched the movie with Neville at this stage. Yeah. Although his parents uh, yeah. got murdered by, by the supporters as well, or like tortured. Then like tortured, so. yeah. Harry got a fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to like show up at the beds at Christmas yeah. and like listen to them drool all over them. I get you, but yeah, what that's just the... a gripe of mine. I just wish the the protagonists went out there and I'm with yeah, that. Well, proactive. Yeah. Okay. Here's a quick pitch. Ready? Yeah. Go for it. Neville Longbottom in character is in Africa running a blood diamond mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I love yep. it. You Go call it. it Neville. You mind. <laughs> that's good like never never you mind or neville the devil yeah. and he's just like More this good. That helps me it to what i was gonna say which is um i want to see your protagonist do more shit that's not relatable like make the i understand why the protagonist has to be relatable but like make him do something no, but the that's audience where... really wouldn't do I like the idea of making them do something unforgivable. If Neville, like, your main character runs a blood diamond mine and they do it because they're fucking greedy, not because, like, someone's got a gun to their daughter's head or something. And, like, they can still be good in many ways, but, like, more three-dimensional characters that do shit that's bad and that, that, like, they really shouldn't. And not just as a starting point for their overarching forgiveness. You know what, I think think that's something that... uh, I think that's what villains are. Show that, too. But um, I was going to say the thing that Wolf of Wall Street actually does well, I think, yeah, is bad. it shows a character that actually has power and wealth and, and uses how they it like people too and enjoys it, right? Because yeah. in every other movie, development. like yeah. like uh, 
Jafar from Aladdin is like, yeah. I'm going to have all oh the God. power. It's like, yeah, but I just don't see him on like a Sunday, like waking up, like he's enslaved all of Agrabah. He's yeah. like, what's he going to do? Like, what's his day like? What yeah. did he want all of this for? What's his end goal? Yeah. Like really the power a, is just a means. He wanted to franchise a pub. I mean, who doesn't? But there was easier ways to go about it. And I feel well, like call there it was... the Agrabah. It was really... <laughs> <laughs> But well, yeah, the Jafar bar. That's that's just another gripe of mine about uh, about movies and yeah, books. It ends up in gay club. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just have some more. You got any more, Jez? Fucking realism. It's just like there's like a VIP session for slutty parrots. <laughs> <laughs> for his little Gilbert uh, Godfrey, whatever his name is. Iago. Yeah. <laughs> is that what his name was? Iago. Yeah, Iago. Imagine naming a character Iago, and then to voice him, you get someone named Gilbert Godfrey. It's perfect. Fucking Godfrey. Do you think Gilbert Godfrey. Godfrey will ever voice someone called like Dave? Like Steve? I don't know. I feel like if he it's ever tried to have aneurysm. See, that's a that's like a HBO or like Showtime series I'd watch is like Gilbert Godfrey working in a call center. Yeah. I don't. It could either be I'd like reality that. TV or it could be scripted. I think it would work. The whole show would. Up on him, but. The whole show would be a Dalton <laughs> and his boss yelling at him. <laughs> Just read the scripts. I'm reading the scripts. <laughs> yeah, I always want to try Gilbert Godfrey, but it comes out so. Every time I try to do it, it comes out so far from him. It's embarrassing because it sounds like uh, it's trying to do someone else. It's a slippery slope because it's a very like. It's a it's a heavy it's a thick accent. Yeah. At a certain point, you're just making noises. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess all, all sounds up. Whoa, that's... <laughs> you just blown my mind, Jez. <laughs> We're just making noises, friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. cool, though. Time travel's yeah. a, you know... Fickle business. Yeah, it's definitely a fickle business. <laughs> but boy, I, mean, I love it. I don't usually like... Like, I like this idea. I don't usually like time travel and, like, multiple universe shit. It shows in movies because I just feel like it's too easy to get lazy. It's more multiple universe shit now that I think about it. Yeah. But it's like, it can be such a cop out. I don't like it. That could be the thing yeah, they like. Can, because they, really... always, they always leave that door open for like, oh, they yeah. went back to the other universe. Everything yeah. is okay. A good example of like a show that does it on purpose and therefore it is funny is like the Rick and Morty thing where it's like, yeah. I forget which, what they did in the universe. I think it was like the. They do a love potion or something that hits the whole The Cronenbergs, yeah. Yeah, and they jump over that. It's like, we can only do that like three or four times. And it's yeah, funny yeah. because it's like, okay, you've left yourself a couple of freebies. Like, that. that's funny. It's a play on the exact annoyance that I'm talking about. But it's like, yeah, they always leave the door open for that shit. And um, I just think, Which like, it- you can say you're not going to use it, but when the going gets tough and your back's against the wall, you're going to have to. Or else it's you, good that the they're... characters were stupid for not doing it. Sorry. Yeah, and it's good that they're... The show's got an environment where they where they can actually make it like a logical thing, like instead of where every, any other cartoon they'll burn the house down and the next scene they're sitting in the living room. Yeah, yeah. And like then the again, pl- that's the same thing again where it's funny that it makes no sense, like uh, yeah. like like Kenny and South Park. Yeah. Which they did later explain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Midbury Crunch, you're thinking of. Yeah, that Mysterio. could be. I don't think Mysterio um, had superpowers. It was just that he couldn't thing was that he could, I mean, that's a bit of a superpower to be able to come back to life. To be fair, that's probably the best I one. It's probably, time. This might be I mean, controversial, think, but it's probably like better Nathan than Mid-Berry Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> that is this is wrong, actually. <laughs> this is wrong! 
it's crazy that there probably won't ever be another show like like Misfits of that quality of like really that like cool Misfits. and that like no one's gonna do like a soup. I, I haven't se- oh, I haven't seen the boys though, but yeah, like that's actually, not the same. Uh, that's like kinda, superhero. This is like it's in the people same get powers, but they're like kind of shitty powers, and it's like they're just like, yeah. The boys is like evil people are the superheroes, and Misfits is like regular people get superpowers. Oh boy! Yeah, I can imagine someone on a whiteboard in a big meeting. Rubbing out one side, rubbing <laughs> out the other side, and then switching them and getting an applause. They've got like those magnetic fucking letters that you stick on your fridge. They're just like, like right out. he like he like writes up heroes <laughs> and then like rubs out the H and puts in a Z and everyone's like, oh, <gasps> heroes. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking superheroes. But yeah, this was cool. Anyway, it'd be um, like it'd be like someone pitching a show. It's like, you just see them, like, rub out. You just see, like, a whiteboard with, like, the letter C on it. And you see someone wipe off the C and put in, like, D. And then, like, zoom out. And it's, like, dancer with the stars. And it's, like, a big applaud. <laughs> what? That ca- was good. Cancer. Yeah, Instead that's, of cancer that's with the stars. Cancer <laughs> sketch right there. That's a TikTok. You got yourself a TikTok. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Carl, what do you got? Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, I'll move on to our second one, which is Nick, I believe. What have you got? Oh, yeah. That is right. That's what the script says, I believe. Yeah, it's all I've written. Uh, yeah. Feature twice. So I didn't want to pitch like a movie or a TV show. So I thought I'd go into the tank and have a, a look at myself at what I really want in life. And I want to retire, but I want the whole country to retire. I I think with like automation and uh well automation really <laughs> in the pipeline you know it's it's a possibility that's coming blockchain. soon soon in the future yeah like the blockchain and stuff there's lots of uh, lots of technologies that are coming down the pipeline that make working less make more sense and more possible uh like self-driving cars are a great one like taxi drivers gone <laughs> A lot of delivery drivers, truck drivers, that takes like a lot of them out of the game. You know, these are big things. And there will be a country that retires first. Like all their people. Transportation is like a third of all jobs in the US. Yeah, look, that makes sense to me. Just about to disappear. And I think the unemployment rate during the Great Depression hit like 8%. Yeah. Sorry, go on. I was just. No, that's all right. I was burping. Um, yeah, He's bringing so, us all down. It's like, you know, my, uh, my great uncle died in the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hung himself. More jobs for the rest of them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, one country is going to have to be the first to, to retire. And I think it should be Australia. We've got a small population. Uh, we can import most of our stuff from China because it's right across the road. Uh, we're, we're fairly too far wealthy. Away from it. No, China, compared to America, we're much closer. Um, yeah, we've got we've got the possibility for it. We're already quite lazy people, I think. And yeah, well, I mean, we'd love to an dream. example of that is that the country you picked that should retire first happened to be the one you live in. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, I'm the poster child for this movement, I think. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, if someone has to do it first, I think we should lead the way. And to do that, I think we should declare war on Bermuda. <laughs> Why and the Cayman Islands. Or on Bermuda, help me out. Well, we need to fund it first. So to fund it, 
we're going to invade. Yeah, we need spoils. So we're going to be like pirates of the international community. First of all, let's just state how well false flag invasions for money has worked in terms of governments having... I was like just being closer say, to general retirement. In terms of well, plunder, look, it's kind of yeah. out, under our feet. Aren't we like the leading fucking mineral export in the entire fucking world? Do we need to, to invade people to fund that? Is, That's ridiculous. No, but you'd need how, how are you going to make that money, Carl, with like a, a mining tax or something like that? No, you, I'm talking you would about say automate, automate the mining machines, put them to work, and all the money they generate by mining, and then we sell that. Is you know what it would? Like, no, that what, sounds what like socialism. We were gonna, you know we're, we're gonna bomb it socialism. until they gave us money. Oh, okay. So now you're talking about slaves. No, no, no. We don't. We don't care about the slaves. I just well, want the money that's, that's the been money stored there. Have, so we're getting them to work for us. I'm pretty slaves. sure if you look at like the they money in Bermuda and the Cayman Islands, it's 100% not coming from Bermuda and its exports. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. So we're gonna go take that money. We're Robin Hooding. Exactly, and we're giving Give to me ourselves. some of that internet money. Give me some <laughs> of that money. Which I, I guess you are bordering on socialism, but it's it's a I'm sacrifice I'm willing to take. The only real difference I'm hearing exactly. is that you're more violent, and it involves people instead of robots. So yeah, but I'd when say I you're closer to socialism than my idea. You're sounding an awful Hitlery. <laughs> well, look, when I say things like let's have a all universal I'm basic, is we just income. need like one master plan that we can all like yeah. carry out. Well, when I say things like, let's have a basic income and let's swap to monetary policy so we just print ourselves into oblivion because inflation doesn't really matter if you have controls on the market, everyone calls me insane. And also when I say let's invade Bermuda, everyone calls me insane. I feel like I can't win here. As someone who's called you insane, I just want to tell you it has nothing to do with the market or Bermuda. <laughs> a little bit extra now that you've mentioned it, but that wasn't an issue before. Is this the part that we should be attacking, though? Is attacking Bermuda the core of this pitch? Or should we just argue that in a minute? See, I've already lured you in because you tacitly agree that the country should retire and we shouldn't be working Yeah, so I'm on board for universal income. Yeah. My issue is as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, cool. So we'll send one attack to like the Bermuda Triangle and then we'll take on Nessie. <laughs> I mean, I thought that's where you were going, where it was like, okay, cool. Let's just, I'm sick of these fucking ships going missing in this triangle. I'm sick <laughs> of like these fucking Scottish people thinking of their big shit with their lake. Like, Bigfoot thinks he's got a bigger fucking dick than me. Mm, don't think so. Yeah, look, I, gonna get, this yeah. is the pitch. This isn't the plan. Okay. Okay. You know, I come up with the ideas, and then it's the military's job to figure it out. Okay. So the I tell you who I want. The pitch is we should invade Bermuda. Invade Bermuda. I think I fucked it up. Um, So my pitch is we should retire, and here's some avenues to make it happen. I'm with you on retiring, but I think what I said was better in that we. Like absolutely, just fuck the shit out of our out of our minds with automation and just mad upscaling. And but we agree that the like no, your mining company is too bad. You're like you're all government now. All that money is going to the people, and we're gonna buy everything from other people while we ship them our minerals. And then I'm kind of, I'll be honest. This is just I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the rest of the world sees how we live, and then decides to do the, like the best they can to reach the same point. Because there's a clock on that. 
on, on how we can mm. live if we're just exporting minerals. But once everybody like surges to try and get there with us, all of a sudden now we've got the whole world working on a sustainable goal of retiring. So we get to do it first and then we get to profit off of the you know the methods they come up with to do it. So can we can we copyright the name Bermuda Retire Angle right now? <laughs> yeah, I think that counts. <laughs> if you say that, I'll make sure this gets posted publicly. We now have the, the rights uh, to Bermuda Retire Angle. Okay, perfect. Nice. Yeah, bef- perfect. You know, before the steamroll gets going. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Bermuda Retire Angle. There you go. So, I mean, if you wanted to go full socialist, the way you'd make the retirement work would I be... I feel like that's where you're it. always going. It is. Uh I just wanted to do the Bermuda thing to make it seem less ridiculous. Hey, Jews. Yeah, nice. Which it's working. Failed. Failed horribly. Uh, so, <laughs> so what you do is you give everyone Pick a, a real universal basic place. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? Like, you're really focused <laughs> in on Bermuda. <laughs> this is the first time you've heard of it. giant lines from Narnia, so we're going to kill all the closets <laughs> in the fucking world. That's what it sounds like when you exactly use ridiculous words like on. Bermuda. Bermuda's not a real word. It's not a real place, you dummy. <laughs> Go on, Nick, what were you saying? Thank you. Back to my pitch. Uh, so you give everyone a universal basic income, say 400 bucks a week, and the government just gives that to everybody, which is obviously reduced by your income bracket, like your taxes are paid out normally. Then you nationalize all the stuff that everybody needs all the time because the free market's not doing jack shit to, do any, to improve it or provide any value out of it besides just taking profit. So no you nationalize... Yeah, you just nationalise Coles, Woolworths, petrol stations, Telstra Optus, uh, electricity companies, gas providers, things that everyone needs and isn't really changing over time uh, or is changing so slowly that you can just have the government make those improvements instead. And then once you've got that universal basic income and you've got the utilities in place, you can start running them all not-for-profit so cost of living goes down, which means cash goes up for each person so that they can spend more on whatever they like. Uh, and that'll fuel the free market. So it'll increase innovation and possibly increase jobs. But at the same time, if the government has a lever on all of the utilities, they can increase employment as much as they want to steady out any jobs that are lost in the free market due to automation. I wonder if you could, if a government could tax um, dark web sales in their country. I mean, they can't even tax web sales at this stage, I believe. Yeah, I know. But I, I was thinking like in terms <laughs> of income that currently isn't tapped, that could be. Yeah, but I mean... Like the money if, that would be being moved through like the dark web, even if it was like an Amazon thing for the dark web, it was like, cool, this percent of every sale is <laughs> people selling babies and kidneys <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> The government's just like, like, we're still trying to catch you, but until we do, we're taxing you. Have fun with that kidney. KB's going to stay home this week. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean, if you you, uh, sort of enable modern monetary policy where the government can print cash as much as they like without going into debt to other countries or to their citizens. And instead, they just write that money off as soon as it's printed. Explain to me again how that just doesn't instantly devalue your dollar. Right. But because you're controlling all of the utilities, you can raise or lower the prices as needed to fight inflation. Uh, So suppose we suddenly print too much money and inflation's a problem, right? Yeah. So everyone's got more cash. That's what inflation means. So you're kind of like... 
So you, you can uh, just put the valve back on that. By... Wouldn't the amount of cash you're given be the thing that varies? Uh, I mean, you can do that as well. So you've got a you've got now two valves over it that you didn't have before in order to manage the cash flow for each citizen. So if everyone suddenly has eight hundred bucks too much cash, you can increase the cost of internet and everything across the board by 10% and it'll slowly eat away at all that stuff. But I think if you look at America currently where they've just put like $5 trillion into the economy last year, but there is no inflation. It's because everyone's so in debt that the money doesn't go far. It has to pay down that debt anyway. And if you look at Australia's national debt, I mean, we're in a similar situation where we're a couple, like a trillion or a couple trillion in debt. Um, and each citizen's already in a massive amount of like credit card debt, mortgage debt, so on and so forth. That's like your on-ramp to enabling this policy where you can test it out and see what's the right amount of cash to put into the economy and what the correct tax rate is and so on and so forth. Because you have until all that debt's gone, more or less, to see how that's affecting your economy. Well, I will admit that I don't have a better solution. Um, I... Like, I can't pretend to have a whole lot of faith in that solution, but I'd try it out for the mere fact that I don't have another one and I think it's fair to uh, run that and see how we go. Right. And, I mean, at the end of the day, all of this is to facilitate cutting you back to a four-day work week or a three-day work week or a four-day work week for full-time people and a three-day work week for part-time people. And then you can supplement the incomes as needed. You can raise the minimum wage. Um, You can... Uh, put the government into a position where they're introducing their own companies into markets that they think are uncompetitive or can do better um, and they can try and squeeze out the free market options if they're not performing well enough. All of this works to eventually make us retire because once you've got all of this in place, suppose a third of all employees get fired because Tesla finally puts out a car that does its job and is fully self-driving you've got that safety net fully in place, ready to go. Needs That can be amped up or down as needed. Ah, that'd be pretty cool. I'll give you that one. I mean, like, I'm all, I'm all for, like... More for a time, uh, really. Ideas for trying to get that, that stuff happening. Yeah, it shits me so much because I fucking don't like working. And everyone I've talked to is like, yeah, work's the worst. It's like there's no but, policy. There's, there's no, no push. feeling in it when they say because they're not out here trying to make it happen. That's right. There's no yeah. push for it. There's no discussion. There's like political parties have zero, like they don't even pay it lip service. Like, oh, yeah, it's an issue. People fucking hate Mondays. You know, <laughs> we don't even get that. And yeah. it's like if there's no policies, if there's no ideas to push forward, you're not going to get anywhere. And this is my idea. Let me stop working, please, for the love of God. I'm not <laughs> like even a good employee. Part. Yeah, a lot. And if this doesn't work, we've got a backup. What's bomb the backup? Cayman Islands. Oh, yeah. Well, I especially like the hold another country hostage for money idea. It's like just <laughs> it's kind of proven to work, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, America wouldn't have invaded Iraq if, if it hadn't worked for them in the past. Yeah. It wasn't worth doing. You give it a crack. Remember after World War Two, and we were all fucking on Easy Street because Germany was paying for everything. Nah, that was World War One. World War One, sorry, my mistake. That's Remember all, after World War Two, we were all on Easy Street because that bad egg Hitler shot himself. <laughs> what a hero! Yeah, you know, 
If I could get what, a medal for the guy one. who killed Hitler. Well, I feel like, he, I feel like cool. he wouldn't have killed himself. <laughs> yeah, he was too brave. If that happened today, there'd be like conspiracy theories about it, right? Like, I'm surprised uh, there isn't more. Yeah. I mean, there doesn't need to be like a bunch alive. of different ones. It would just be the thing of, oh, they put Hitler in the bunker and took him away somewhere. That's kind mm. of all it would be. Now he's building rockets for <laughs> Nixon, uh, who was also still alive, I'm sure. I knew it. Yeah. Speaking on that, I was like, uh, I was on Reddit the other day and I stumbled across like a uh, conspiracy subreddit post and Stumble it was something like, yeah, no, made, it was just made a, yourself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's the real conspiracy. conspiracy theory called Asian anal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. I, I didn't much. believe it. You know, I had to see it for myself. Yeah. But anyway, um, the post was like, wake up, sheeple. Corporations are not your friends. And I'm like, oh, I feel like you, I feel like you've won that battle though. Like, yeah, that's step conspiracy one. That's like nuts. Where we said that. In, I don't know, like the '50s when people started to realize like, that advertising was advertising. No, Whenever no, June feel... came out was when that was very much already <laughs> gone and gone. But I think, I think like maybe like '90s. That's when it like started taking hold. Right? '90s because is when everyone was like, "Holy shit, the government's a company, and they're not our friend either." No, I feel like wasn't it? It was the Vietnam I, War and stuff that people were starting to get fucky with the the government. Yeah, with the government and corporations and shit. Like corporations being dicks. Eighties, I'd say eighties. That's why no. people are hippies and they're like, "Fuck Wall Street," you know. Yeah, mm. I guess, but it wasn't that mainstream, right? Like, if you talk to anyone yeah, right like, now, you're hippie, like... The hippie thing started in the 60s, moved into the 70s. Like, 80s, everyone's like, all right, I'm no longer just a worker drone for these fucking chills, man. Because something has to be Sorry, established for people 80s. to... Yeah, something has to be established before people can rebel against it. And so it was like, through, like, 70s and shit, it was still being developed. And then it's like, by the time it's been there and established, then people are like... Okay, now it's finished. I don't like it. Uh, but, <laughs> sure, but my point essentially was like, like conspiracy people. Like, what? I feel like they're kind of lost <laughs> now because yeah. it's they've they've like Pretty won much. and they they like the whole like brainstorming and like coming they've up with the problems. Got a prosecution complex. Yeah, they got to find something and then like push it out. And if you, if like everyone's like, and they're like, nah, this goes yeah. deeper. No way, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I felt. Yeah. I just felt that when I saw that post. I just like man, they would, like if an alien shook their hand and was like, "Here's the photo I took with Jeff." Yeah, they'd be like, "What he was hiding me?" Pretending <laughs> that aliens are real. <laughs> yeah, like they'd just never be happy. Nah, they never fucking will be. It's fucking. I, I don't know. I mean, good input. Today, Carl. What do you believe? Yeah. No, I mean, like, what do you believe? Like, you say you say you believe they didn't land on the moon, but if you found out that was true, you'd be like, "Fuck you!" They did land on the moon. You know. <laughs> Yeah, just hiding it from us. We only found out that they didn't land on the moon because it was all an elaborate fucking trick. Because there is no moon. I knew it. (laughs) Anyway, the energy in this place is coming off. Uh, What was your pitch for this week? You've got Uh, yeah. I this is like I feel like this kind of comes out of the remnants of one of our previous pitches, but uh, anyway. I was thinking about a movie. Man, you are such a homophobe. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So thinking about a movie, all right. So, like, I'm going to go forward. There's, like, one or two glaring obvious problems with this. I'll address those when we get get to the end. So I'll yell at you when they happen. 
two characters. You've got your main character who speaks multiple languages. Let's say this guy speaks uh, Japanese. Mm. Just I, for sake of argument, ooh, speaks ooh. Japanese. And he was childhood friends with this Japanese guy who doesn't speak English. But this Japanese mm. guy is like, oh, I've already fucked myself by going with Japan, like with an actual country, with an actual language. Anyway, he was childhood friends with this Japanese <laughs> guy the, who doesn't speak language. English. But is this he's he's like wibble wobble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. He, uh, he was childhood friends with this guy who only speaks wibble wobble, but is very yeah. like closely related to... Um, very high up people in like in the US government. <clears throat> Maybe this guy is deaf but never learned sign language and they developed their own form of sign language as childhood friends. How's that? That's a right? pretty big if. So okay. basically, there's this mute guy who speaks this fucked up sign language that nobody else understands and our main character is the only one who can really speak to him. Well, mm. fast forward to when they're in their 30s, our main character is in a dead end fucking job with fluorescent lights and like he hates his life but he's just he's got nowhere to go Rob and, Schneider is yeah, suicidal he goes, to, he goes to see <laughs> he goes to see his, uh, his childhood friend and they're talking and he realises that his friend is very well connected so he uh, through a series that starts as a bit of a misunderstanding or whatever that goes that goes well um, ends up essentially running for president but really well, so sorry, the, the deaf guy ends up becoming president, but it's because the interpreter guy, the main character, is he's like, yeah, he's selling it. So he's doing everything. This deaf guy isn't saying anything that the guy is actually saying, but everyone thinks that this deaf guy is this glorious president leader because he like opened like up the channels. I like that fact-checked way before presidency happened. <laughs> no, no, this is like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, so there's, there's the glaring <laughs> hole else? I was talking about. It's like... Yeah. That's why, because the original idea when it came to me was like, ah, oh, he's like from another country, he doesn't speak this language. And the immediate like running into the brick wall was, people speak multiple languages. You can't have a guy who speaks Japanese become president and nobody notices that his interpreter is not interpreting what he says. So you just need, all you need is a world where only two people are deaf <laughs> yeah. and speak sign language. <laughs> Essentially, or, yeah. yeah. Or a president can run a campaign, get elected... <laughs> Debate his opponents with a made-up language. Yeah, that only one other person who is probably ill-equipped to be a translator. I can't no, believe you thought person, like he's really good at it. There were holes in this. Oh, oh well, there's holes in it. I dare wait, you wait, to find one. I just before we get into those gaping holes, because mm. um, me and Jeremy will, like the will be taking turns on this yeah. one. I mean, it's it's funny, <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's, there's there. It's just I feel like there might be two holes for it to fucking say it. Too many holes for it to oh, say. Oh boy, you playing the sequel yeah. now? <laughs> I was going to ask, what was your like? What was your dream that came out of this? Like, what did you want? What did you see? The point As a movie goer, what do you want to see up on that screen? Yeah, like what's movie? what's this whole like setup facilitating? Uh, hilarity because this guy is like. <laughs> Oh fuck! Was no. <laughs> the whole thing's an inside joke. There's no <laughs> subtitles. There's literally just the two people. <laughs> Come on! I mean that that premise alone is funny. There's there's an arc there that gives you an inherent time for like time to oh, develop boy. characters, play out a story in a movie. The story is their rise to power. There's obvious points of contention where issues can arise. Like there's so many obvious this is a movie frameworks that are inherent okay. within this. I can I can Boy, fix a... this whole thing in like thirty seconds. Go for it. 
That's it's a classic, the least believable arc that I've ever heard, and I've read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic North Korea situation. Kim Jong Un <laughs> comes out of North Korea. He wanders into Guns like the blazing. UN or whatever, and they're like, "Hey aviators man, on. here's your here's your translator because he's banned like speaking English in the country." That's right. an easy one sentence setup. That's covered your whole. Yep. Uh, something you wouldn't know anything about, Carl. And yeah. Kim Jong Un <laughs> loves this guy. Come help, and everyone's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna help you. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I, you! I was I'm talking about you. I was talking about your ass pussy." Uh, oh, I said, cover your <laughs> That's what's currently being fucked. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and the translator is helping Kim Jong-un talk to the world and, like, the UN or whatever, but the translator's just fucking with him the whole yeah, time yeah, yeah. and is just saying all this random shit. So whenever Kim Jong-un's like, our country is the greatest in the world and if you don't all submit, you will die. Never say it in the language. Like, the translator's like, please export men because we cannot please our women. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then it's just following him on his day-to-day life as that's he walks good. around with Kim Jong-un. And yeah. it's like a okay, mockumentary style. I mean, you've, you've honestly, you've sewn I up told the you. Boom. Done. This is, why, this is why I come to these meetings. Wait, so the, it's Kim Jong-un's translator? It yeah. is now. But it's, it's his UN-appointed translator, not his yeah, self-appointed exactly. one. But they Who's give he him... talking to that don't understand Korean but need a translator? For they have their own language. The well, we that's what I'm saying. That. Like, maybe Kim Jong-un comes out and he wants to, you know, uh, be more involved in world politics or whatever. So he's, like, at the UN. And maybe, like, every year you can do it like, uh, you know, Kim Jong-un's coming out for a five-day summit like he does every year. Yeah. And this is the translator, Dave. You all know him. And yeah. then the camera crew follows Dave around. <laughs> And Kim Jong-un thinks it's, like, all about him. But it's really about the translator and how much of a fuckwit he looks like at the end of it. That's really What cool. if it's, like, um... You can even say what that, if like, it... Kim Jong-un decided that their Korean was too close to the South Korean language. They wanted to so change they invented it. a new language. Yeah, like, you can go all sorts of ways. Or something, the, the country's a black box. You can make it whatever changes That country is ripe, like, for this kind of shit. This is the second second episode in a row that I've used, that I've used them as a crutch. I was going to say, you could yeah. tie it in with, like, the stuff we talked about last episode where maybe it's, like, a dude in a temp agency that lied about his resume that he could speak hey. Korean and gets flown over there. Bonus. Yeah, that's <laughs> And he just good. makes up shit. Yeah. And ends like, up being, be like, gets contacted, be like, you're actually in a position to do some shit. Like, they've got these US, they've got these peace meetings coming up and it's like they don't speak the same language. So it's like you're going to be really the one communicating it so you yeah. could kind of sneak in some... Nice and nice. I like the idea that it's just like the whole world laughing at him. Yeah. You know, and it's like a yearly thing where everyone like tunes in. It's like a HBO <laughs> special. Well, welcome back to our annual <laughs> laugh at the South Koreans, the North Koreans, I should say. Yeah, exactly. And there's like, you know, commentators up in the box in the, the like UN everybody area. actually does speak Kim Jong un's language because obviously like it's not hard to gather that level of intelligence. But, like, Kim Jong-un doesn't think anybody else can speak his language. So they have subtitles of what Kim Jong-un is actually saying. And then the interpreter's, like, just goes with it however he wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then you can, since you're doing, like, a mockumentary, I feel like you can get away with, like, a riskier ending where Kim Jong-un in the background is talking about how he's going to detonate a nuclear bomb that's underneath <laughs> the building. Uh, yeah. And the translator's, like, too busy making up jokes and stuff and, like, doing a <laughs> to set listen. <laughs> to listen. And the, no one's paying attention to the subtitles because everyone's, like, watching and, like, enjoying it. You know, yeah. there's, like, a red carpet outside. Like, George Clooney's there, like, having a chuckle. You know? <laughs> what if that's, like, that's the arc of the movie where it's, like, this big, 
big main rally speech that Kim Jong was given in. He's like real passionate. He's like, we're going to destroy those Western dogs. And the translator is just like looking at this female love interest reporter. And he's just like, I've loved you since the moment I met you. <laughs> like he's shooting his shot with this one reporter. Well, the whole world's like missing this Burning warning out. of war that's yeah. about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you can tie that in too. Uh, I think oh, it's. Boy. I think it works out well in the end because North Korea is both hilarious and terribly terrifying. insane. Yeah, like it's legitimately like threatening. It's yeah. hilarious, but it's terrifying. Like yeah, Godzilla was real, but yeah, it's not. Right. It's like Godzilla, you know. Yeah, see, I'd watch that. Yeah. Like, just Godzilla exists. Yeah, you know? I'd watch that. Go to like, go to work. Watch that. In like a <laughs> million different iterations. No, 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 no! Not like the. Not like he comes to your city. I want like just a GoPro strapped to Godzilla's head as he swims around the ocean. Like what he does. No, no, no! I don't want that either. I want like workaholics, but set in the Godzilla universe, right? Um, And it's not even like like the fucking boss that comes (laughs) around. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And it's not like it's not like any of these creatures ever come to their city, but it's just there in the background. Yeah, you know, just happening, and it's just a part of their world. Hello, I am Bothera, your boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Richard yeah. hilarity, off you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I'm going to continue to come with my bad ideas because they seem to keep on coming up all right. Yeah. <laughs> with with, with the power the of friendship, everything is possible. Have they done like a like an office In this episode? <laughs> like an office remake, but like the new guy is just Godzilla, and it's just this thing where they're just like real awkward around him. And he's just like, yeah, I don't so feel like I'm really settling in. Godzilla, Godzilla. I don't know about that new guy. The new guy isn't really fitting in. People keep on doing that Godzilla impersonation, like from the movie Godzilla, and then it's just like cut to him in HR, and he's like. Just, I was picturing, like I was picturing him more like just jimming the camera all the time. <laughs> yeah. But like, like he looks over and like does the wink thing, but like, but then does the, does the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's still the love interest with the receptionist, and she's just terrified of him. Yeah. <laughs> this is such like an adult swim fucking. Cartoon. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, but then that adult point, swim, there's so much. Chicken, which, yeah, there's so much stuff you could do. Like an office Godzilla. Possibilities are endless. With mm. Godzilla. Okay. Quick. Uh, yeah. What's the name of your office ripoff starring Godzilla? Uh, no, I was just thinking about that. It's annoying because you can't, like, you just call it The Office Tokyo. <laughs> Would you call it What's Left of the Office? Oh, that's not bad, but like. That's, that's almost there, I think. Bit, yeah, it's a little bit too long. It's a little wordy. I'll give you that. Um. What about you, listeners? What would you call it? Leave your suggestions in the comments below. Send all your suggestions to 555, not my real number. Ah, finally, I've got your real number. <laughs> Let me get some of them. Anyway. Ready for some spam emails. Great work, guys. Uh, you know, this is our first episode under the new name, and I think that's pitching in. It's really important. Pitching in. That's what we, um, we've, been, we've been pitching in. As always, we have been pitching in. Goodbye. We haven't. No, it's like just the first time, I think. Yeah. Well, as always from now on. Goodbye. Bye.